I thought I was lost, but then I realized I was on an adventure finding myself. Before I get into today's episode, I'd like to introduce you to Merida Siget Consulting. Through my Finding Myself journey, I've learned a lot, and I'd like to use what I've learned to help you live the life that you want to live. Change and transformation sometimes can be scary and confusing. I'd like to support you to find the joy in the journey and be the person that you want to be. Increased positivity, mindset shifts, and an action plan can get you on the right path to the life that you have always wanted. Check out my website at www.meredithsiget.com. Let me spell that for you. Meredith, M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H, Siget, S-I-G-E-T. There, you can schedule a free 20-minute discovery call and check out everything that I have to offer. Let me know that you're a listener. I want to show extra special love to all of my listeners out there. Welcome back to the Finding Myself podcast. I am Meredith Siget, the host here. I am so excited to sit down with you guys tonight. I just, I can't tell you how excited I am to be on the mic and do what I do because, uh, gosh, lately life has been just rough. So I do want to say tonight we're welcoming back my hubby, Michael, onto the mic. Hey, Michael, how are you doing? Good evening, everyone. I'm fine. How are you? And I am so happy that I get to talk to someone other than just him. And that's you guys out there. Because I've been talking to him nonstop almost for the last couple weeks due to all this COVID stuff. Oh, that bad word COVID, I know. Um, we'll get into that, but before we do, I just, since this is your first time back on the mic since we talked to you last time, how's everything going, Michael? I'm doing okay. I had, um, what is it now, a week ago? I guess it's a week ago. Yeah. Had a leg procedure. Um, still, still got to go through it with all the uh, stuff going on, but if you remember from the last episode, I guess we talked about the issue I had with my leg. When life gives you lemons? Yes. So they took a, uh, I had a varicose vein that was kind of popping out of my leg due to the, um, the blood clots I had. So they removed it. They uh, basically took a surgical hook and yanked it out. Oh. So, so I, I was awake for most of it. So it was interesting. And it was interesting to see how the hospital is, um, what they're doing because of COVID and all the extra steps they're taking and separating you from other things uh, in the hospital. So uh, I was kind of in and out as as fast as they could, but they still wanted to go through with it because of the issues I had with the leg, that they didn't want to delay it. And so uh, this had been scheduled since January and the thought was to uh, let's, let's try to get it done get you in and out. So uh, that's that was my uh, last week. And I got to be honest with you guys, thinking about my husband going into the hospital during this situation, I was not allowed to be with him. I essentially had to drop him off at the curb, wait for a phone call, 
and then pick him up at the curb. That was really tough for me to sit here all day not knowing what was going on and not being able to be with you. But I got to imagine it had to be even weirder for you going through all the procedures by yourself. Uh, in a way, but we had talked about it that it was better for you not to be there. there. It wasn't a risk worth taking. And it wasn't too bad. I had a very nice nurse. She was very uh, personable and bubbly. And so we talked a lot to pass the time. And I wasn't in prep very long, uh, as you usually are when you have to come so early. Yeah. Uh, you still, I still had to come early and stuff, but they were moving quicker than in the past. So uh, it, it wasn't too bad. And being awake for it, I, obviously I was in like twilight, but uh, I, I was cognizant of a lot that was going on at, for periods. So it was kind of just interesting to talk to them while things were going on and had a nice chat with the nurse anesthetist during the procedure. So it, it overall, given the circumstances, it wasn't too bad. Ugh. Uh, uh, uh. Can't wait till we're through this. All right. So we haven't really talked about some of my episodes I've had since you've been on, um, and there's one that's kind of important for you that I know you're excited for, my uh, episode with Jim Valley. So what, did I do a good job? Like, yeah, you're proud of me? Did I say the right wrestling things? I enjoyed the episode. Number one downloaded uh, episode for you last month. Yes. Uh, it, was, it was exciting because uh, for those of you that know, or as Meredith explained, or Jim explained, uh, I'm a wrestling fan, and Jim does a lot of wrestling podcasts that I listen to, and he has told his story briefly on his podcast, and that's what gave me the idea to tell Meredith that uh, he might be someone to have on her show. So I was a little nervous listening to it, though. Even though I don't know Jim, other than we tweet back and forth every now and then, and I listen to his podcast, I was still nervous for it and it was weird at times the couple of times you talked to him before the episode and I came down to say hello it was still kind of awkward uh to say hello to him and to talk to him even I even though I was only down with you for like two minutes well I said to him it's really weird normally I just listen to you you're not talking back to me um that had to be weird for you because you hear him more than I do but it's all the time and for him to actually, like, respond to you with his voice, had, like, it was weird for me. Yeah, and Jim, uh, obviously I don't know him well, but he's, I look at him as a celebrity, a wrestling, you know, professional wrestling celebrity. Uh, I don't think he looks at himself that way. I think he looks at himself as just a guy that likes wrestling and talks about wrestling. Yeah. But to me, I thought it was... Uh, it was in ways an honor that he agreed to do your podcast because he didn't know us. I texted him, I, I tweeted him and asked if he'd do it and he didn't really ask any questions. I mean, I told him what it was going to be about, but he was just like, sure, whatever you need, uh, which I thought was awesome. So, uh, Jim, if you're listening and I will definitely forward you this episode, <laughs> uh, we wish you well out in Washington state and hope everything is going well out there uh, for you and your family. Yeah, we are thinking about you and hoping everything stays well for you uh, with your health and your family during this situation. So that does kind of bring us to, to COVID. I, I don't feel that it would be right to have this episode during this time and not mention COVID because I think 
it actually goes really well with this episode today about parenting and being ourselves because right now our parenting and our family is really affected by COVID. Um, we've shared that we have an almost six-year-old. Her birthday party is going is affected by this COVID. And we have a three-and-a-half-year-old. And parenting during this time is very challenging for many reasons. We don't know if we'll have his party either. True. The way things are going. True. Um, so I think this episode is actually very... Um, timely. It was planned before this COVID, so we might need to take a little bit of a detour through what was planned um, to talk about it and include it into our conversation. Um, but it's it's something that is really a challenge to parenting right now on how our daily life is, how the long-term effects of this may be, how it is doing our work life, our personal life. Um, it really is affecting a lot of things. It is. Uh, and it, it's still, sometimes it's still hard to believe this is happening. Um, but you can't get away from it. I even, I'm a big sports fan. And even going on the sports websites, they're obviously talking about it because a lot of sports are being canceled. So it's hard to get away from it. And even as we're, you know, maybe streaming things now more or getting our content more from the internet to pass the time, in the back of my head, I still realize I know why I'm doing that. So it's just, it's hard to get away from it. Yeah. I, I Right now, I don't think you, you can because it's the elephant in the room. Um, you know that you're running from it or you're ignoring it. So it's figuring out, you know, how we're going to get all, get through this. And, and as they're saying, we're going to get through this together. Yeah, and obviously nobody wants to get sick, and it's in the back of your head. I don't stress about it every day. Uh, I work with a lot of doctors, uh, not directly. I'm not in the hospital, but uh, where I work, we deal with a lot of doctors. So I see a lot of what's going on here, a lot of what's going on. So I can't get away from it at work either. But uh, the, the bigger thing is you worry about your kids. As you said, we have a five- and a three-year-old. The five-year-old knows to an extent what's going on she she thinks this is just a, a bad flu our three-year-old obviously doesn't really understand but his world's been thrown off and so you're trying to make this as easy on them as possible but it's hard for them because their 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 daily routine is thrown off right they can't see their friends they can't see their teachers and they can't do some of the activities that they normally would do uh, with me being in the schools, my world has been completely rocked and we're kind of readjusting to everything. We're rebuilding in a different way. And uh, I also now have the role of homeschooling teacher. So that's something different that our family is trying to figure out. So yeah, we're turned upside down and, and we get to reconfigure everything. And you read online or you read people tweeting, Facebooking, whatever, that it seems like they're having the time of their lives. They're loving being home and just, I don't know, doing work around the house or something. Uh, hey, bless you if that's you. But for us, I could tell you, and I imagine for parents out there, especially with little ones, it has not been fun. There's no way to say it. I mean, you do what you have to do, but when you're still working from home and now trying to entertain two little kids that 
get bored quickly or whose attention span wanders very quickly, but you still have work to do. It's just an it's an added thing that makes yeah. the days harder uh, than normal. Yeah. I do think that everyone's experience with COVID is going to be different based on their employment situation and their home family situation. Uh, we're going to have different experiences, different levels of stress, uh, different levels of boredom or hitting the wall just because of those experiences. Yeah. And I'm by no means complaining. You read people have it a lot worse yeah. and, and you feel for them and, and what you're reading. So I know it could be a lot worse. It's just uh, when you're going through your day-to-day, what is your world now from a couple of weeks ago was very different. And unfortunately, you don't know likely, unlikely, that a couple of weeks from now it's going to be back to normal. And I think part of the problem we've talked about is we really don't have an end time. You have no idea if this is going to be a month from now, two months from now, six months from now, if it's going to calm down over the summer like some hope, but come back again in the fall. So it that that is that plays with your mind at times too. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and dive into this episode. So this episode is finding myself during parenting or while parenting. So that is a challenge that I personally have gone through, and that's why I have this journey of finding myself. Um, but I thought since Michael, I'm having you on, we'd talk about how we came to be parents. Because while I think there's some commonality with how we did it, I also think some of the factors that we had, you know, maybe a little bit, I don't want to say unique, because I know there's other people out there, just not as commonplace. Um, We met in grad school. So we were middle 20s when we met and starting our kind of careers and jobs and getting that part of our life started. Um, so that was kind of, you know, an interesting time of our lives that we got to experience together. Um, but because we did grad school, we kind of delayed marriage and having kids. Yes. Um, I did, I did law school and grad school at the same time. So I was there for four years instead of the normal three that you do in law school. So that took me I don't know, was I 26, 27 or whatever? When when I graduated, you were, what, 25, 26, somewhere Yeah, but then there. I went back for school counseling. Yeah. So while we met in grad school, I went on for another two years. Yeah. And so that, that did delay things. But, you know, we had we both had goals. We both had things we wanted to do. I knew for me, before I even met you, that if I didn't go straight to law school from college... Uh, would I have maybe gone back? Yes, but I knew the best thing for me was to go straight out of college and kind of get the schooling done while I was still in school mode. And I knew that would delay certain things, and I was okay with that. And Mr. Smarty Pants over here didn't want to propose to me until he felt secure in his job. So while he had the ring, it was hiding in his closet for six months, maybe six plus months. I don't remember exactly, but it was it was a bit. I so got he fall, delayed you know. us getting married too. Yes, and you going back to school delayed it too. Oh, not by my choice, by your choice. Yeah. I still think that was a smart decision. <laughs> <laughs> so we got married. I was twenty nine. You were thirty. Yes. 
So we were, you know, I, I mean, I don't know the statistics. I'll be honest with you on where we were on the, the range of normal ages. But in my mind, we were a little older to get married. And then we were still in an early place in our careers. We weren't quite settled in what we were doing. I didn't have a full-time job in um, school counseling yet. You were still figuring out where you wanted to land in the law. Uh, so we still had some growing to do. You actually started applying to move out to central Pennsylvania. And so we were contemplating a move. We were contemplating where were we going to live. So that delayed us in trying to, you know, get pregnant. And then we ended up moving. So that delayed us a little bit until we got settled here in, in central Pennsylvania. And I think part of the, partly for me is I wanted to be a little more financially secure. And that was partly me wanting to look out here um, for various reasons. It wasn't just that, but I didn't see where I was um, when we got married as something that was going to be long-term and sustainable yeah. for various reasons. So I wanted to be a little more financially secure and a little more settled. And so that, yes, did lead to a delay, a further delay. But I just, I just felt it. We needed to do that. I needed to do that uh, before we could move forward. In the first year of living here in the Harrisburg area, I ended up getting a diagnosis with melanoma. It was taken care of surgically. I didn't have to have any type of cancer treatment, but it was recommended at that time to delay trying to get pregnant in case there was a reoccurrence where I would need more specific cancer treatment. So we had to delay it again because of that. So we had a lot of different layers to this. And I will agree what everyone says. There is no perfect time to have a baby. I, I, I get that. We got that. But unfortunately, there were some issues that were, in our mind, pretty big that we didn't want to dance with the risks that were there. And to be honest, we talked for quite a while if we wanted kids. Yes. And uh, I think for a lot of it, we were, I don't know if on the fence was the right word. I think we were definitely struggling with it. And there was times we decided to wait a little longer. Um, and like you said, there was never going to be a perfect time. So we were never going to get to 100% yes, let's go. But I just think for a bit, we just weren't totally on board with it uh, together. And I think that's part of the, the finding yourself. What are you really looking for out of life? One of the considerations that I had was to go on for a PhD program and then possibly be a college professor. To be a college professor, you need to be flexible enough to pick up and move to where there's a college that has the program that you're in and the program that I was interested in was not at every university or college. It was going to be at a larger university. So it would mean that I would very likely need to pick up and move possibly halfway across the country, if not further. So I had to decide, did I see myself as that Dr. Siget? Or did I see myself more as mom? And I had to kind of come to my realization on this. Well, we even did some planning for that. 
I had I had already decided that I was going to get my law license in Ohio because we had also contemplated moving to Ohio, but universities that you could go to were in Ohio as well. Mm-hmm. And so while we were out here, before our uh, children were born, I applied to get my Ohio license, and that was about a year to an 18-month process, something like that, because I didn't take the bar. I waved in, as they call it, reciprocity, and that is not a short process. And so that was another year to get my Ohio license just in case we were moving there. Yeah. And I think part of our challenge was um, that I knew that I was going to have infertility issues. Uh, I didn't know to the extent of it, but I knew that I was going to need help to get pregnant. And I think part of my decision making was shadowed in fear, I guess I'd want to say. Fear that it wasn't going to happen and I didn't want to be heartbroken. So I needed to have that plan B or maybe not allow myself to think or dream that I could be a mom. So I mean, in person, I mean, just talking personally, that that I know was part of it, that I didn't want to put all my eggs in one basket if I knew the basket was going to have a really big hole in it. Yeah, and I think, you know, for me, partly, there was a, for a time, a selfishness factor. I liked, I kind of had my routine. We had our routine. We could go out whenever, do whatever, not think about a lot of stuff. Just, hey, you want to go do something tonight? You want to go do something tomorrow? And I kind of liked that. And I, I kind of liked that lifestyle uh, for a time. So there was part of me that wasn't sure I wanted to give that up. Yeah. But as you guys know, the end of the story, we did go forward with infertility treatments we have two beautiful kids, and I don't think that we would want it any other way. I don't think we're regretting our decisions by any means. I think they bring a lot to our lives and the joy. So we've had to readjust. I decided not to go on for a PhD program at this time. I can still learn and grow and do other things that are you know, filling my soul. I didn't need the PhD to validate who I was, to be very honest with you. So I have, you know, chosen to go a different direction with, with who I am. No, I definitely think it's worked out. Um, I'm glad we did what we did. It's easy to say now because we have them and we can't, <laughs> we can't return them. But now, now it's one of those, it's hard sometimes to imagine what it was like before them. Yeah. So uh, even on the days when they're driving us crazy, you know, it's, it's still, you wouldn't trade it. Right. I, the smiles, the hugs, the cuddles that you get kind of washes away the craziness that they bring, you know, and you love those moments where they come up and they say, I love you, or they want to hug, or they want to cuddle, or when you see them do something for the first time. I think those are all the times as parents that we absolutely love what we're doing. So, you know, while we kind of came to parenting a late, that's what I always say, um, is that we were late to be parents. Um, parenting still is kind of the same regardless of what age you are. Um, the challenges, the struggles, and everything that comes with it. And 
the stressors. Nowadays with this COVID, I've got stressors that weren't stressors three weeks ago. Uh, being homeschool mom and making sure that I'm doing everything with my kids to keep them on track or at least so they don't regress. Like, oh my gosh, who understands this out here? Yeah, <clears throat> and timing is what it is. Last week, uh, I was promoted within my company to a, a bigger job with more responsibility and for something like that, you'd like to at least have a couple weeks to kind of, I don't know, ease in or transition, and that didn't happen. Nope. Uh, it is what it is, but, you know, the timing just wasn't going to be there, so you just had to deal with it. But there's a lot of pressures, even before the whole COVID situation, there's a lot of pressures to be an involved parent, that you are to be at every practice, at every recital, you are to be sitting down and reading with your kids 20 minutes a day, every day, uh, providing activities, having dinner with them. And I'm not saying this to complain by any means, but you also feel like you're really judged. So there's pressure and stress and shame attached to all of that. So that that's tough sometimes. Well, mommies out there, you know your mommy guilt. There's also this idea of the speed of modern life. I don't know about you, Michael, but things are ch have changed since we were kids. All of the activities that kids are in today and are expected to kind of be in um, keeps life going fast, 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 fast. Yes. Uh, at Thinking back to our daughter's age when I was that age, a little bit older, uh, obviously I'm not going to remember every day of it, but it, it's not the same. It was slower. But, you know, I, I could be outside all day with my friends I and not be in front of a TV. Obviously, there was no internet. Uh, video games, well, at that time was like Atari showing our age when we were like five, six years old. So it wasn't... It wasn't a big thing. You weren't sitting in front of that. At least I wasn't for hours at a time. So we were out playing baseball, football. We were swimming in the summer. Uh, that Obviously, kids do that now, but it doesn't seem to the extent. And you see younger and younger kids with cell phones. Um, and so it, it is definitely changing. And I think it feels like attention spans aren't what they were. Our daughter is on that cusp of moving on to teams, not just being the intro to a sport or an activity, but she's moving towards teams. And when you start to talk to people about, well, okay, what's the practice schedule? What's the game schedule? This is crazy where you have two practices a week and then you have a game on Saturday. For a six-year-old, I think that's nuts. I know someone who takes their six-year-old to gymnastics and they're in the gym three to four days a week. And that's, as a, as a parent, I'll be honest, I don't want to be sitting there for three to four days in a gym. That's just not where I want to spend my time. I'd rather spend my time with my children doing something where I'm actually hands-on with them instead of driving them, you know, somewhere and then just sitting in the viewing booth. Um, so that's kind of crazy, the expectations, the pressures for kids to be part of activities that expect so much of them. And I, I worry our kids are 
kids in general getting burned out of things at an early age. Yeah. I, I can I can probably guess. Obviously, I don't know. But I can guess when I was growing up and I was involved uh, at a young age with soccer and baseball and swimming were the three big ones when I was little. If I if I had to go to practice three, four days a week, uh, I probably wouldn't have lasted very long uh, because I just don't... I Practice, I did it, but I like the games. So if I had to practice for three or four days, I, I don't know if I would have lasted or if I would have just gotten burned out very quickly. So I see that I know parents that I talk to who have kids a little older than ours, they're elementary school, where they're gone like all day on a Saturday because they are traveling... You know, when I grew up and, and we played soccer, it was at our local fields. And it was basically our township and, like, the township next to us were together. And there was enough kids to have a league. And then certain kids were picked for, like, traveling all-stars and stuff. Uh, so now, though, it seems some of these kids travel so far. and At younger and younger ages, too. And the money that it costs. I think, you know, people don't want to talk about money or they're afraid to, that it sounds bad if money's a consideration but it's a lot to ask parents too to shell out all this money uh, for a seven eight year old kid that you don't know where it's going and it's seems at times less and less about fun yeah I I was told that when the kids get out of daycare don't think that you're saving any money because that money is now going to be in whatever their extracurricular activity is. Which I thought was crazy, but I'm realizing is quite true. Yeah, and I don't want to... I want our kids to try things. Uh, I don't want to push them into things if they really don't want to do it. Um, and there's that fine line of where do you go with, can you at least try this, see if you like it. Because kids sometimes will just say no to everything if it doesn't right. sound like fun to them. Um, I wanted to play soccer. I wanted to play baseball. I wanted to swim. So that was never a problem for me. Uh, we don't know what our kids are going to be like. Um, you know, our daughter is getting to the age, like you said, with team team things. And it doesn't look like this spring or summer is going <laughs> to pan out to try things with her. But you get the sense, is she going to like certain things or not like certain things? And... You want her to get engaged, but I don't want to push her. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to know where that line is. Yeah. And as parents, you know, we're trying to balance our work, our family, our personal kind of passions, the relationships we have with friends, the relationships we have with our extended family members. Um, for me, I've got my side business. And then also our marriage. Like, that balance is tough. It is. It is. And, and for us, and I'm sure many people are like us, we don't have extended family out here. So we can't rely uh, on other people a lot. You know, you have your babysitters, but you can't rely on that all the time. So there's a lot of a juggling act. And you got to take the daughter somewhere. That means the son has to come. Well, he doesn't want to go. And then what do you do there and vice versa? So it's a lot of delicate balancing. And yes, there are times we're, we're humans. There's times you come home from work, let's pretend it's a couple weeks ago, and you're just tired. Yeah. And you're, you're fried, but your kids are bouncing off the wall. And you, you, you got you to gotta keep going as yeah. best you can. 
I mean, I'll share last week, Michael and I had a little bit of a issue or a riff because I was all in chaos and trying to figure things out and do everything that I needed to do for the kids, everything I needed to do for school, things I needed to do here at the house, things I needed to do for the podcast and and the coaching and everything. And he's like, do I need to schedule time with you? Do we need to put it on your calendar? And I, you know, I know that was kind of, there was a truth to that. Do we need to schedule time for us? Should we have to go to that extent? Sometimes, yeah, you do. Um, You hope that you don't have to, but that might be a reality in in crazy times that we're dealing with. It is, and and oftentimes, I think the adult, you know, the marriage, not that anything bad or anything, but it, it gets put on the back burner. A lot of times because you have to focus on the kids you have to worry about your job um, because you need to be secure financially and things like that so sometimes that's that is unfortunately the thing that gets moved down the list and I'd like to say that you know Michael and I plan dates we do Um, with COVID I don't know if our dates are going to be takeout needing them in the car Um, if it's grocery shopping I, I don't know what's going to come um, but we definitely need to figure out ways that we nurture our relationship uh, because it, it's going to be difficult and challenging so that we have our you know children taken care of so that kind of leads me to how do you still be you in this role as parent and I guess even taking on this whole COVID situation, how do you still fill your soul? How do you find yourself? How do you still work on your passion during all of this with all of the stressors? It's not easy. No. <laughs> it's not easy. I appreciate you because you allow me, even before COVID, you allow me to take care of my passion projects, to take care of my soul. Uh, this Earlier this week, I was part of a virtual book group um, with uh, Dr. Kelly Waltman, and he took care of the kids so that I could you know, do a, a virtual call uh, and do a book group and fill my soul with some you know, women talk about personal development, um, so you support me in allowing me to do things like that. So I appreciate that. I understand it's necessary. Um, we, we all need that. We both need that. And if we're not supporting each other, I don't want, I don't want you to ever feel guilty or feel bad about it. Um, it's something you need to do. It's something I need to do. And knowing you have the support of the other person makes it easier and better. Now, I know I have talked about it a little bit in the Facebook group, and I know other people talk about it a heck of a lot more than I do, about getting up early in the morning so that you can spend your time, maybe getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning, so that you're up before your kids. Well, I like that idea. I'd love to do that idea. I don't see that happening for two reasons. One, I don't get up that early. I like my sleep. And two... Our kids get up early. So if I got up at five, they'd be right behind me. And I wouldn't be able to do anything without them. Our time is at night. When they're in bed, we may stay up a little bit later. And a lot of times that's where I get my work done is in the evenings. 
And I kind of get it now looking back. My parents stayed up a little later. I, they, they actually stay up later than we do. It's not like we're burning the midnight oil. But my mom especially would stay up later. And I kind of get it now that it's it was her time. Um, even if it was just to watch a TV show, read a book or something. And I get that now because it's, it's at nighttime. Even if it's an hour or two hours, um, there, there are some days you look forward to that coming. Oh, yes. And you were hoping when you put the kids down that they will, they will go to sleep and not every 15 minutes come into your room with an excuse why they need to come into your room. I told Michael that when I had infants... I hated nighttime. It was a lonely time for me. I was exhausted, but I was still very much needed. And I, I just hated it. I felt so lonely. Nowadays, I look forward to nighttime. I can't wait for it to come because I can get recharged. I can get things done. I can feel purposeful for me and my agenda, uh, I know that kind of sounds selfish, but I think we all have our agendas and there isn't anything wrong with that. Um, so I, that's where I am most productive on my extra things, even if it is just reading. And let's be honest, nine times out of ten, they know early in the morning which one of us to wake up. Maybe. <laughs> m m maybe. Yes. They know who's going to feed them. Yes. <laughs> I know that That's sounds true. bad, um, but yes, they know to get dad up because he'll go downstairs and get them food where I'll just try to cuddle with them in bed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, you, I've generally been an early morning uh, or a morning person. So yes, there are times I don't want to get up and I hear, I can hear our son getting ready to come in because obviously as a three-year-old, he makes noise getting out of his bed, uh, opening his door, tromping on over to our room and I hear it. And there's days I'm like, oh, no, please, why aren't you still in bed? Because I will look over at the clock, and it's 4.30. It's 5.15. But when he's up, he's up. Yeah. And just a reminder to the listeners, this Finding Myself podcast and Finding Myself journey all came out of needing my soul to be filled. I had gone through my infertility journey. I had become a mom. My kids were getting out of that infant phase and I had more time on my hands. Was looking for something to put my time into that matched with my current life situation, my lifestyle. Um, some of the other hobbies that I did either took me out of the house or just weren't safe for kids. Um, to be around on a, on a regular basis. So I needed to find something that just worked for this new phase of my life. But I really wasn't sure what that phase meant. You know, who was I now that I had kids? So that's what this podcast has become, is finding myself, even while I am parenting, um, while I'm getting older and trying new things and having new expectations and responsibilities. Um, so you're never too old to try something new. You're never in a situation where you can't explore you and fill your soul. And never is that selfish. If you're not filling your soul, you really can't give to anyone else. Yeah, and I've even myself tried something new. Uh which I'm not really want to do. I kind of have my comfort zone and I don't stray too far from it. But, you know, 
because of the COVID, there's companies that are that were doing a lot of free stuff or a lot of things for stay at home. And, uh, you know, Fender, the guitar company, uh, they are offering, they did, it's probably gone now, but I think it was like the first 10,000 people could sign up on their website for three months of free online guitar lessons. We have the kids' guitars. I mean, they're real guitars, but they're the kid-sized ones. I'm going to use one of those, and I, I'm not looking to be a master guitarist, but I just thought it'd be something that'd be fun, something I wouldn't have done, but I thought, what the heck, I'll try it. And I think that's awesome. Try this, this situation, giving you an opportunity to get outside of your comfort zone and, and to try something new. But I also want to bring up, you've been doing some different things for a while now. I don't know if it's since the last episode, um, but you have gotten into some meditation and you've also been doing some journaling. And those were two tasks. I know journaling you've done off and on since I've known you. Um, but you've gotten a little bit more serious with it. And the meditation, I was like, wow, is this my husband? I've always been, I don't know if fascinated is the right word, but always interested in meditation. And uh, the guided meditation, you know, they tell you to breathe here or do this, do that. Um and so it was at Christmas time, one of the apps, uh, Calm, which a lot of people yeah. know, it's 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 one of the big ones. They were doing some deal for a lifetime membership, and so I did it because um, it was a good deal, um, and and I've tried it, and we've done a few yep. uh, together, and and it, you know it's ten fifteen minutes a night. I'm not doing it for an hour or two, but it's like a ten fifteen minute, and they have so many different, and there's other companies too, but for them they have so many different ones like for stress relief or just for calming down or, you know, just various different things and or um, people reading to you or if you just want to listen to nature sounds and stuff. So I, I have enjoyed it um, and, and I'm glad I did it. And, and the journaling, you know, I wanted to try it. I've seen you do it for a, a couple of years and I wanted to start bringing a little more to work, not journaling at work, but having some kind of a, a notebook type thing or a journal. So um, not now as much being at home, but at work, I, I've, I've been using a bullet journal and I have uh, a planner, uh, one of the ones that I made myself, you know, from the companies that let you right. fill what you want. And, and I'm kind of giving it a test run this year and just let's see how it goes. Let's see if I use it, if it's worth it. Um, so I'm kind of looking at this year as a test run. Which I love that you are taking the time to be thoughtful. You're being intentional with your time and the different things that you want to try. And you're open to trying. I think that's a, a big thing is that you know we need to be open-minded and willing to put some effort into something new. You're stepping out of your comfort zone in an area that may be uncomfortable for a little bit. And you're willing to stick with that discomfort and see where it takes you. Well, you know what this was really about. It, I can uh, let it be revealed now. Is uh, for a bit I was getting buying pens. Oh. <laughs> uh, and and not like not like your uh, gr grocery store. I wasn't spending tons of money, but I was going online to some of the pen companies and getting some good pens for journals. And uh, you 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 were seeing them come in like once a week, little boxes of pens, and I have probably. 20 different 25 different varieties uh and i got into buying different colored inks to fill the uh pens with so 
that that was very exciting and i and you know the journaling gave me an excuse to get some good pens yes. which i gave you some of by the way so during this covid time we won't be at a shortage of pens here at the Siget household i will say for all of you out there blue black ink is awesome if you ever get pens where you can fill your own ink not 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 i don't have the ink wells but just the tubes you can buy blue black is awesome i love it <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to wrap up tonight. I hope for you listeners out there, if you get anything from this episode, you get that you're not alone in all this parenting stuff. You know, during COVID or not during COVID, parenting is difficult. It is. And being your own person during this time is even more difficult, but it is so worth it and it's so needed. So never feel selfish for trying to find yourself during this time or taking the time to find yourself, to build yourself, to develop yourself. Your family needs you to do that, to be the best you that you can be so that they can be the best that they can be. So with that being said, I just wanted to remind you out there, during this time, I am still doing coaching. I want to help people find their passion to keep their light going during this time where it might be difficult. So if you're looking for someone to brainstorm with, to support you during your journey, to help you live the life that you want to live, please hit me up. Check out my website at meredithsiget.com. You can email me at meredithsiget at gmail.com or also check out my Facebook pages at Meredith Siget Consulting or Finding Myself Podcast. Please reach out if you need anything during this COVID time. I am creating a supportive community within those Facebook groups. So if you need someone to reach out to, please reach out to us. We're in this together, parenthood and COVID-19. So Michael, thank you for jumping on the mic again. Uh, I know I can always count on you to come and help me out for an episode. My pleasure. It's always fun to come on. And we'll sure we'll do this again somewhere down the road. Uh, I think you said it's 10 more episodes. About every 10 episodes, yes. Yes. We got to get those Greek numbers up, as I say. Okay. Yes. So pull on your family in, in Greece and yes. tell them that we are requesting that they listen to the podcast, okay? Yasu. <laughs> All right. So out there, have a great day. Stay strong, stay healthy, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Finding Myself. If you like what you heard, please leave a review. If you have a question or a suggestion, Feel free to email me at findingmyselfpodcast at gmail.com. I also invite you to be part of our Finding Myself community on Facebook. There you will have access to more resources, more suggestions, more information, and the opportunity to be part of discussions. Please meet us back here next time. <clears throat> okay, we can talk normal. So, yeah, you need to talk normal. Cause, I mean, it's funny hearing you're like, okay, you can hear so much in your voice. Okay. No, that's not going to help me. Okay. I can talk normal. What is normal, though? Like, we're, we're at the coffee house and we're chatting. Or we're at the dinner table. That's usually when you're saying, are you paying attention? Exactly. Do you, what did I just say? And I say, yes. 
Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right. So talk. Okay. So <laughs> when was I on the episode last? How many episodes ago? I was episode what? Sixteen? Is that sixteen? I think you were sixteen. And five, I think? Yeah. And what number is this? Twenty-seven this or twenty-eight? Twenty-eight. Wow. So about every ten episodes you gotta pull me back in. I guess. Gotta get those ratings up in Greece. I understand. <laughs> I don't I don't even know No, I know that Greece is on my list, but of they're not a big Yasu El Grecia. Yeah, they're not a big listening group. Oh. Okay. Yeah. L's not really Greek anyway. That's Spanish, I think. <laughs> Good job there.